0: Get going. Today's daf is Daf Chavtes, page twenty nine, in the Kedusha, and we are about twelve lines from the top of Chavtes We are up to the Mishnah on twenty nine A. Right, everybody, let's find the place. Get ready for a a lot of fun a few days. Until now, we've been talking, talking. I like that accent, Ooh. a lot about. Uh, about acquisitions, and now we're going to shift to some other obligations. And here we go. Let's discuss a few premises. As is a change over here? Have you ready? Men and women, both are obligated in mitzvahs. So far, so good. Any arguments? Right. Great. Okay. Jewish. They're Jewish. Jewish men, obli- Jewish men and women are obligated on mitzvahs. The way that we talk, we say "tuk." We say that when it comes to the negative mitzvahs—not mitzvahs which are negative, but a negative command, the don't do's—men and women are always obligated. That's how we generally took. Okay. When it comes to positive mitzvahs, the active mitzvahs, we say. Men are obligated, and women are obligated in the ones that are not time-bound. But if it's a time-bound mitzvah, a woman is not going to be obligated. So everyone's always obligated a negative mitzvah. Again, this is how we usually describe it. But by positive commands, men are always obligated, and women are obligated as long as it's not time-bound. If it's a time-bound mitzvah, a woman is putter. Okay a general overview of the difference between men and women when it comes to positive commands. Alright. Now, our Mishnah is going to introduce some other situations where we'll find a difference between men and women when it comes to mitzvahs. See, here we go. We're going to learn a Mishnah, we're going to take it at face value, and be absolutely confused. So here we go. Call mitzvos Habain all mitzvos the son al on haav the father all mitzvos the son on the father so far not so good Mm -hmm. anoshim chayovim women will be obligated in these mitzvos men are obligated I'm sorry anoshim chayovim men are obligated benoshim peturizim and women are putter, they're exempt, they're not obligated in mitzvos of a son on a father. V'chol mitzvos ha'av, and all mitzvos, the father, al haben, on the son. Echad anoshim, bechad noshim chayovim. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, you're certainly obligated. Bechol mitzvah saseishas van gram. And every time you have a time down the mitzvah, that's a positive. Command Men are obligated, women are not obligated. That we get, we're familiar with that idea. Any positive commandment that is not time bound. Everybody's obligated. In. When it comes to any negative command, which is, don't do this. There's no difference whether it's a time bound uh, transgression, not a time bound transgression. (laughs) Men and women are both obligated in all lavin and all negative commands in the Torah. But here's the exception: ready, chutz except for baltakif, the prohibition of cutting off your payas, is an obligation, is a prohibition on a man. It's not a prohibition on a woman. Ubal Tashkis and the prohibition of shaving your beard certain parts of your face with a razor is only a prohibition on a man, it's not a prohibition on a woman. Ubal to tamela Mason. And the prohibition for a Kohen to become impure to the dead, to become tame mes, is only on a male Kohen, it's not on a female Kohen. She so here's three cases, they're negative commandments. Women do not need to fulfill them. That's not a negative commandment on a woman. Okay, so this Mishnah, again, like I said in the beginning, change of pace, different approach, we're talking about various types of mitzvahs, a lot to clarify, specifically the first few lines of the Mishnah, which are impossible to read until, Baruch Hashem, we have the Gemara to help us out. So here we go, the first thing we said was, all mitzvahs, the son on the father. Men are obligated, women aren't. What's a mitzvah, the son on the father? What are we talking about? Says the Gemara, here we go. What do you mean? All mitzvahs of a son on a father. If you're going to say, anytime a son is obligated to do a mitzvah for a dad, women are not obligated to do, for example. keep it A son has to do that for his father. Help your old man get dressed. Feed them. Respect, right? Then the mission of it has to mean boys, yeah, girls, no. What? You're You gonna tell me girls aren't obligated in mitzvahs that we have to do to take care of our of our parents? But time so It says in the Torah, Ish A man must fear his mother and father. Only Ish only know a man has to fear Ishmael. No, even a woman's included. Kishuim er Ish since it says, Tira'u, a man must fear and they must fear, Tira'u. So it's plural. So it's including men and women. So the bottom line is, we've just shown from other Gemara's, men and women are both obligated in, in, in fearing your parents and respecting your parents. So when the Mishra says, Mitzvahs ha ala'av, Mitzvahs ha ala'av, then men are obligated, women aren't. That doesn't make sense. So that cannot be what mitzvah bein alav. It cannot mean mitzvahs that a son has to do on the father. That cannot be how to, how to translate. Amrav um, Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda explains. Here's what it means. Ko mitzvah bein. Get ready for this. Any mitzvah to a son, hamutelas al which is the responsibility on the father, la to do for his children, chayav and v'noshem a father is obligated and a mother is not obligated. The mitzvahs that parents have for children no, sure. then a Noshim Chayot, Noshim Mitzvah Mitzvahs, obligations that parents have to their children is only on the man, the dad, the Noshim Peturist, not on the woman. For example, Zok the Gemara. Rabban. Because look at this following Mishnah. Ha'av chayev And a father's obligated to a son my life to do a brishmila You know who has to give a son a brishmila? If you have two parents They're both alive They got divorced let's say During the uh, pregnancy So who's the one responsible here? The father could tell the mother oh, You're the one who has uh, You're the one who has uh, custody On the eighth day You're the one who has to take care of the brishmila Get out of here The father's the one responsible for bris V'lev daisa, you're for the midst of Fidna Ben. V'lev lam day to make sure your son studies Tyra. V'lasi isha, and to make sure uh, that uh, the that, uh, son is capable and ready to get married. V'lev lam and to teach your child uh, an umnis, to teach a craft, to be able to teach a livelihood. These are all responsibilities of the dad. The mother's responsibility is to bake chocolate chip cookies and give the kid a hug. The father could do everything else. The father's responsibility, it's obligation to the father, not the mother. The And some say, also to swim in water, which interestingly, not to get too into this, we spoke about this in the Drusha a couple months ago. What does it mean to swim in water? Rashi says to swim in a river. The difference between swimming in water and swimming in a river is that when you're swimming in a pool or in a puddle, ain't nothing coming. Rashi says, there's something deep over here. Rashi says, it's not, it doesn't mean to swim. Why would a father need to teach his son how to swim? What would you say? So doesn't drown? So why don't you teach your kid how to shoot a gun so nobody kills him? Why don't you teach your kid how to uh, 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 martial arts so he can fight back anytime some uh, bully in class picks on him? That's not what it says. Teach, teach him how to swim. You know why it says Rashi? Because it means in a nar, in a river. You know, when we go through life, uh, what's a river? There's a current. You, there's things pulling us in various directions. You can't expect any individual, specifically a child, to be able to go through life with all the currents against them, and be matzliach in the ways of the Rebbeinu and his Torah. It's simply not fair. It's an, it's, it's, you can't expect that. Now, Some people do this. You have people who are incredible Bali Jubilee. You have people who they figure this out on their own. You know what it means that a father's obligated to teaches on how to swim? It means to find a direction in life. Don't allow the currents of the world to pull you away. When you could swim, if you're just floating, you'll get pulled wherever you are. What does it mean to swim? To swim in the direction that you're meant to go in the currents, with everything happening, to teach you how to be, well, we'll just say in basic, but this is a deep concept. Just be matzliach in life. Be matzliach with your Yiddish cut. Be matzliach against everything that, that gets pulled away. Yeah, swim. You're choosing where you're going. The world's not choosing, the world's not choosing for you. I remember a Buddha says, You don't teach your son a, 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 a livelihood. You're teaching him to be a bandit. Says Gemara, list this, really? I just taught him to be a bandit? What are you talking about? Because I didn't send him to, to school to get an education? Says Gemara, lakilah malam de It's as if, what does it mean? It's as if, if you don't teach your son, again, a son, daughter, you don't teach your child how to be matzliach and how to earn a livelihood, they're going to have to resort either to black market type of things, to gray areas. And you know something? Even if they're earning their livelihood in a way where they end up getting older and figuring out for themselves, if, if you don't give them the overall skills What's money, what's economics What's, what's the basics and how, how the society that you live in works They're not going to fully be able to get it They're not going to fully uh, I mean eventually People can figure it out But you know it's, uh, there, There's taxes to be paid there's things, I don't know how It's a complicated thing out there Do you have to teach your child every last thing? No but they, you have to at least prepare them so they know what to do. They you know, know where to look to it up, to how to ask. How huh? to be an employee. That's right. You have to know how to be an employee, Absolutely. how to work for others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't know how to do that, it's ke'ilu mulam dayumnes. You're not going to get it right. You're not going to get it right. in how to be matzliach in the, in an environment of work. Okay. Bottom line is, how did we just interpret the Mishnah? Mom is beautiful. Kol mitzvah habayin. All mitzvah. For a son, is al ha'av, it's on the father to do and not the mother to do. That's how we're translating the beginning of the mission. What's in this? Craft. Trade. Okay? Alright. Now, once we mention this b'raisa of various things that a father must do for a son, we'll dissect it. The mother b'na'ala. Heno has an obligation of the father to give a son a bris T'chsev and Avram Avinu, yeah, however, you get ready for Kriyas, I and you in Rosh Hashanah right here. And Avram Avinu, gave her Bismillah to his son, uh, and, and, no, you see, see it's a on the father, it's on the father. Yitzchak was, was uh, his son, so it was Avram's chiv. Says do laimale avua, beidina Says, you should know, let's say the father, does not give his child a bismillah, for whatever reason. Father doesn't take care of it. You know who's next in line? Not the mother. The local bezdin, the leaders of the town, the halachic leaders of the town, they're obligated to make sure the son has a b'smilah. T'chsev <laughs> lachem zacher. Yisrael has to make sure that every zacher, every male has a b'smilah. <laughs> Let's say bezdin does not have the power, does not have the ability. Then, Mecha'yiv i'u l'mi'ol Kid gets older, comes to Bar Mitzvah, and now his parents didn't do it for him. There's no bezdin around that, that he couldn't rely on. So that the mitzvah now comes upon him. It's his obligation. to Take care of himself. Any person who has the opportunity to give himself a bismillah. And he doesn't. that's a of karis. So you see, it's his obligation. Says the Gemara, okay. So you've proven that the father from Avram Avinu. Hey, you no, know, the mother's off the hook. Maybe the father goes first dibs. And if not, the mother. Says the Apostle, Beautiful. Says in the Chiziv says Nabozuk. Avram did it like Hashem commanded him. What's I saw him? I saw the lie I saw him and not her. Says the Gemara. Fine, very nice. You found the story where Hashem told Avram to circumcise his son, and it's not Sarah's obligation. Maybe that story was for that family. How do you know it applies for eternity? Turn to be Rabbi Rebbe Shmuel. Kol Mokav Tzav. Whenever it says, Kasher Tziva. Whenever there's a commandment, in Yele Ziras Zmiyad it's referring not only to now, but for generations. So how do you know it applies to generations? From the word Tzav. Mitzvah Tzav. So it applies later as well. Zira's. How do you know it means, Zira's? To, to act quickly. Command Yeshua strengthen him. And fortify him. This is referring for now and later. Okay. It's referring to now and also later generations. You see, zeros and also mikan ulahaba, it's working from here on forth. So now we've just clarified and proven the father has the mitzvah to do a to the son, not the mother. Not only in the times of Avram, but forever and ever and all eternity, we've established that mitzvah. We also said it's only a mitzvah on the father to give his son a pity, Ben. It's not the mitzvah on the mother. Let's get into the mitzvah of Ben now. Lifta Yisrael How knows know it's the father's obligation to do Hidna Ben? All of your firstborns, should be redeemed. And when the father doesn't do it, <speaking in foreign language> The child himself should do it. We've done, we've had this a few times in shul. Yeah, people, uh, they know their firstborns, they're the bachar. And their parents, because they uh, are not Shemir Tarumitsis, never went ahead and gave them a Ben. So we had a Pinna Ben for them. Uh, all right, let's, let's do it right now. Let's go. We'll make a Pinaban. We call him a Kayin, we got the proper coins. Shalom al Yisra, macha, Mach Machasuda, put out a Suda, we made a Pinaban. We just had one a couple months ago. Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was Gishmak. Yeah, we did it after the uh, after the later menu. Yeah, the um the Ti Pada, you should surely be redeemed. How you know that that uh, the mother doesn't have an achray? She doesn't have a responsibility to do pidna ben dechshiv. Tipode tifta tipode. Okay, it says tifta, which is also spelled in a way that you could read it tipode. You should redeem, and you will be redeemed. Which means kosha mitzvah lifta mitzvah says atzmai. Anytime you're commanded to do this, the man is commanded to do this by himself liftois He's obligated to take care of others. And since by a mother, she's not at all in the parsha of Pidna Ben because she's a woman. There's no such thing as redeeming a Bechorah. If the firstborn is a girl, there's no midya of Pidyan Bechorah. It's a male responsibility. And therefore, if the father doesn't do it, the mother cannot do it. It's not even, it's not even effective if the mother does it. Not affected, Because only somebody who's in the parsha, a male who's in the in the league of being redeemed, has the ability to redeem. A woman does not have the ability to redeem. Says the Gemara. okay, well, you just gave a premise, and that is there's no such thing as a pidyon How do you know? How do you know that there's no um obligation on a uh, on a firstborn woman, yeah, to uh, redeem, the other way, anytime the other have a mitzvah to redeem you, mitzvah left (laughs) to you don't need to do that for yourself, (laughs) hey no, there's no mitzvah, on a girl, it's only applies to boys and not girls, since it applies to boys and not girls, Boys have a mitzvah, only when you have a mitzvah can you redeem others. She doesn't have a mitzvah, she cannot, it's, it's not her responsibility, at least, to redeem others. Get ready for this interesting case. You have a dad who's a firstborn, and he has a son who's a firstborn. And he only has enough money right now to do one pidyon aben. Does he redeem himself first or his son first? Because we said it, you're old, if, you're old, if your old man didn't redeem you, you got to do it yourself. So I have five silver skull to my name, silver slum to my name. I've got me to redeem and my boy to redeem. Who do you do? Who You take care of yourself first. That's the pin of a Tanakama. Rebutaim, Rebuta says no. Benayi my. Your son comes first. Why? Listen to this. Because the way the Torah writes the verses of Pinna Ben is, you have to redeem your son. Which means, if you don't redeem your son, then you do yourself. So what, what, what takes first dibs? What, what's, what do you take care of first? The way the Torah writes it. So if I have a mitzvah incumbent upon me to redeem my son, I do it that way. And if the mitzvah is not, inc- and w- then afterwards I'll do myself. That's the way the Pesachimah bar written. Am Rabbi Yirmiyah. Rabbi Yirmiyah says, "I call my. Everybody agrees. We now turn to the top of Amud Beis. Call we'll Heichadag Chama Yisroim. We only have five Yisroim. Who quite live now? Who'll come first? My time of wine. Mitzvah digufayadifah. Mitzvah to take care of your own body comes first. Keep the reserves of Machlekes. Heichadiguchamish mishubadim. Vuchamish bnei Chayrin. Machlekes says like this. It's not the only a five to your name. You have five sellat in liquid in liquid cash. The other five sellat is tied up in real estate." It's coming It's coming You'll get it out But there's There's a um, it's, sir- not it's not available right now right. It's just not available But you have money So it will come Rebuyutasavar The specific case we're dealing with over here Where it's tied up Is That If the father Has five sella, The other five sella, Somebody's going to pay him back Either he'll take it out of an investment Or somebody owes him that money Right. So Buddha says, um, any loan that's written in the Torah is um, It's considered like it's written in a document, and therefore Bahani he says, with the first five cell that you have, take care of your son. And then the Kayan could go and get the other five from the from the other guy to take care of the, the father himself. No, it's not written by it's not like it's written in Shad. therefore the Kayan cannot go ahead and take it. The and therefore mitzvah de Gufe Adiv, you just take care of yourself first, because the Kayun is not gonna be able to get the other five, take care of yourself first, and that's that is how Rabyirmiya explains the Machlekes. Okay. Ton Rabbi the rabbis learn, that's why the rabbis lift I says, but no, once we got into a discussion about what happens if a father has a mitzvah to redeem himself and a son, let's talk about when a person has multiple mitzvahs in front of them. What if I have a mitzvah to redeem my son and to go to Eretz Yisrael on the and bring a karban? I have these two obligations in front of me. Okay. First, take care of pitnaven. And afterwards, if you're still capable, go to Yerushalayim. No, First take care of your mitzvah As opposed to Doing Pinna Which is very what, what, what would this logic be? Why would I would say go to Yerushalayim first For redeeming your son Because Your son We could expect Will be around after Yom Tif, To be able to do that mitzvah after but whenever you have a mitzvah that's a veris, a mitzvah that's going to pass, and you'll completely lose out on, and a mitzvah that's not, you take care of that first. As a Jew, this has to do with priorities. Yeah, many times. Every single day, a yid has multiple mitzvahs in front of us to perform. We have many, many different mitzvahs to perform. How do I know how to prioritize? How do you know? So one thing I've learned that's been taught to me that... Uh, I don't do a great job at, but something that I try to keep in mind initially, something that they quote Reb Nafhtali Nuberger, Reb Herman Nuberger, that whenever a mitzvah came his way, the first question, apparently this way it was told to me, I don't know, the first thing that the first thing he would think about at the time is, does this mitzvah need me? Does the mitzvah need me? Not that he's running away from the responsibility, but when you have a lot on your plate, can you delegate it? Is there somebody else that can take it? Because there's a lot of things that need me. Okay? There's a lot of things that I need to be in. That's number one. That's, that's the, what I heard from uh, the number. Uh, the Gemara here is telling us another way. Another thing to think about. And that is, when you have multiple mitzvahs, which one comes first? Keep in mind, some mitzvahs do hang around and some don't. Grab, make sure to hop around the mitzvahs that, that, that you could lose out. Bishmila Rav Yehuda Kedua Bara time, he gave us a reason. He doesn't want his mitzvah to pass. my why did Rabbanah say do Pidna ben before uh, uh, before Eilaregel? The Ma'ase Eilaregel is going to leave. The mitzvah is going to leave. It says and after that in the pasuk it says Don't come to the base of mikdash empty handed. He hid And therefore, in the order of the psukim, it puts Pidna Ben first. We should learn out from the order that Pidna Ben should be taken care of before going to the Beis HaMikdash. How do you know that if a father has five different either wives or women that he's having children from, and they all have firstborn sons, he can have five Bechayrim. All of the all firstborns need to be redeemed. The Torah says, who do you do, a, 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 Where do you have Kedusha, the holiness of a firstborn? The first to be issued from a womb. So, they're all the first to be issued from a womb. That's clear. So, what's the whole... Why do you got to mention this? We know this. It says, no, it's not so simple. I would say, learn it out from Inheritance. See, here's the deal. If a father's got five sons from five different women and they're all firstborns, you got to redeem them. What happens when the father passes away? You know, in general, the firstborn son gets Pishnaim, He's going to get double portion. Do they all get double portion? What does that mean? It's all equal. It's all equal rights. not happening. So the vart by inheritance is not by the firstborn child. It goes by rish naim. The first... Which means the oldest. The first to be born. And that's the order of inheritance. That's how it works. So I would think the same thing should hold true by the mitzvah of Pidna Ben. That maybe also Reishas Ainai. It only goes to the, to the oldest child of the father as well where there's a Pidna Ben. Komash in the Torah. petarechem Any womb that's issued from is a of Pidna Ben. Okay. So we've just established a father needs to teach a child a father has to give a child a bismillah. A father has to give his child a, a, a pinna Then the b'risa said, A father has to teach a child tire. Let's get into that. Zog the Gemara. L'lam A father's got to teach his son tire. Minolan, as it says, D'chisiv. Uh, d- How do you know this? the L'imat This Gemara is going to blow your mind. Listen closely. How do we know that we have a mitzvah to learn Torah? How do you know? Where does it say it? Where does it say Where it? This is going to blow your mind. You'd think a basic, a basic. The Torah would say, oh, by the way, you, thou shall study Torah. That's what you think. A, listen to this Gemara. This is wild. I'm blown away by this. Says Gemara, a father needs to teach his son Torah because it says you teach your son Torah. Says the Gemara, if that's your father doesn't teach you Torah, you got to teach yourself. You should learn Torah. See, ready? The mitzvah of learning Torah is a diuk, is implied from a situation. If my dad doesn't teach me Torah, I got to do it myself. Doesn't say it doesn't say you should learn Torah. Does your father teach you Torah? Because it's something that has to be passed down. In order for Torah to be successful, it's mom, to be there has to be Messiah. Has to be... So the ideal way for it to be is father-child. Rabbi Talmud. Let's say nobody's taught me Torah. Now what? Do it yourself. That's the source of lima ta'ir. I know that a woman does not need a teacher son Torah? Vili Vili It says it says uh, you should teach and all, I'm sorry, it says "vili Madam U and you should learn, which means Khosha Mitsuvallumud, anybody who has to learn Tahid themselves, Mitsubulamid has to teach Tayra to their children. Kosha Inamitsuvlumad, anybody who has to teach Tai to themselves, um Ana um if they don't need to teach Tai to themselves, Inamitsuv al Lamid, they don't need to teach Tahry to anybody else either. Now, this is off a premise, a woman doesn't has no obligation to learn Torah. It says, why doesn't a mother need to teach her son Torah? Because she doesn't have to learn Torah. Ask the Gemara, how do you know? I know a woman has no obligation to teach herself Torah. Which means, you should teach and you should learn. Which means, Only when you're, you have an obligation to teach others, you have to teach yourself. If you have no obligation to teach others, for example, a mother has no obligation to teach your child, she has no chiyuv of limud atirah. How do you know? Maybe the the maybe you don't have to teach your daughter Terah. Maybe she doesn't have to teach herself atirah, but maybe others have an obligation to teach her atirah. Says the Gemara, no. The says in the B'zik, my You should teach your you should teach your sons and there's no chiyuv to teach your daughters. This is I'm almost I'm blown away by this. Just you think the basic mamush limud atirah. It's, it's, our whole lima is intertwined with dairis. Huh? Close the besiakos. No. Yeah. There's no, there's no obligation to teach taira. Yeah, but women need to know how to live like yid. Women need to know how to live like yid. So that's... Oh, no, no. the rabbis on that's what the rabbis who lo if I have a teach myself Torah and my son taira who goes first. My own tuition do I pay my own tuition for a malamad or my son's tuition who came you take you take care of yourself first if let's say your son is has what we call in Hebrew if he's got abilities you give it to him then your son comes first okay in other words the assumption here is Who's going to support who? So it's more worthwhile for the father to have a son who's a Talmud Chacham, if the son is is uh, the one who's uh, diligent and careful and studious and has the head for it. It's a it's a schus for the father to take care of him and l- let the son be the one to learn tired. Not in a way of laziness, though. <speaking> He sent him to Yeshiva. His father sent him to learn by Abayei also, When he came home, his father saw that he didn't know the Torah so well. So you'll stay here and mind the store, and I'll go to Yeshiva. Okay? Shama so heard that the father, Ravacha, was coming to Yeshiva. Yeah? I had the tremendous chus, tremendous merit to learn in Nair Yisrael, in Baltimore, where I don't know if it's still has now, but my father, Zechariah uh, Zachary was the Manal in Israel. It wasn't uncommon to have adults coming to learn in the high school. There was a we had a retired doctor from Seattle that came and joined ninth grade. Is that right? They were yeah, there were older people and there was the, the daily they came daily. They came to year, They came to year? Every day. Yeah, they learned the Bhish Majors, Habrusas with the high school kids. It was and it was it was so powerful. It was huge. And they bring in the Iranians. Also, the Iranians were still coming over. And they were older than us too, but they started out in ninth grade. You had 20 year olds just starting out. They never learned in, in uh, Tehran or wherever they were coming from. Imam it, But it lifted up the whole atmosphere of everything to have mature people sitting and learning side by side. So Abai, uh, Abai heard that Rav Acha, the Tata, was coming to learn his yeshiva. Habahum Mazik Be'er Abonanda Abaye. there was a Mazik. Yeah? A mazik is, a, is a, a shade. A shade was a demon that would uh, hang around Abayi's yeshiva. Rashi says, because Abayi's beis manager was out, outside of town, and that's where mazikim hang out. So it was like on the outskirts. There was a mazik there. So usually the way you get a mazikim to not bother you is if you walk in pairs during the day. Mazikim usually nail people. Who are walking by themselves at night. This mazik had chutzpah. As we say. Omar Luhu Sabai said. Lei lei Don't allow Rav Acha. To stay in the dormitory. After the nisa, Maybe because we have such a chosh of a person. Coming to learn Tyre. And our yeshiva. It'll help our whole yeshiva. I want him to go one on one. With the shade. That's basically Abayi's plan. Shanakur to the Shade. The Shade's bothering the Bacharim. He tells the Bacharim, nobody offer a bed to Ravacha. we He'll stay in the Beis Medrash the whole night. The Shade's going to show up and uh, let's see what happens. O bas bahu be Rabban. So he went up into the Beis Medrash. Idami le'kitani the Shiva reshvasa. And the Shade appeared to him like a, like a uh, serpent with seven heads. Kol kriya Dekara. And Rav Acha, when he saw this, got nervous. So he started bowing down to Rabbi and in, in, in prayer. Every time he bowed down, Nosar Chad Reshe, another head of the shade fell off. Omar um, Omar um, Lahu, um, he said, Abaye said, On the next day, I'm sorry, Rav Acha said to Abaye, I don't like your shtick. Of he basically hopped on either he hopped on that Rabbi didn't want anybody inviting him, or he realized the danger that he was in. He said, to "Rabbi, don't do this again, don't do this again." Yeah, in other words, a nase doesn't happen every day. On my uh, on my end, I'm happy to have help, but let's put an end to this. <laughs> Find me a bed, okay? Turn The rabbis learn so shui lo moi there's 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 sometimes in life where you're both right, and it yeah. it, it conflicts. Right. And Abai Kenzain possibly was right for doing this on behalf of the yeshiva, and Ravacha says, you know, I don't I don't appreciate that. Who's wrong? But I'd uh, say a quick maize, a quick maseh on this. But uh, when Rav Arn Rav Aaron of the he went to Eretz Yisrael. Went there so in the fifties. Rav Aaron Khaled went there until the 50s. So when he came back, um, the Bahrim wanted to meet him in the airport. They wanted to meet him on the tarmac, Shokavaratayr. When you could, right? <laughs> the times you're allowed to go out to the tarmac. So Rav Aaron heard about it before he came back, and Rav Aaron sent a message no. that Bittel Tayr, I mean, the Muslims should stay in the Bishbadish. They shouldn't come out to meet him. They shouldn't meet him. So my father said they sent uh, to Rav what should they do? So Rav Moshe said, Rabbi Aaron Zacharias has to tell you to keep learning, and your Acharias is to go see your Rashiva. You should go. You're both right. That's your Rabbi Zacharias, and this is your, your, your reshiva comes back. I whom not want to go greet him. That's your, that's your chiv of there. I, would say, yeah. I was in Likud at that time. When... Yeah. It was the most beautiful scene in the shiva. Yeah. So the, the shiva was in on manor in that building on the corner. Yeah. And everyone lined up and walked past the rosh shiva to give him tzitzchum to Yisroel. On his way out, was on his way to show Yeah. On the way out. Yeah. Everyone walked by individually, and then he got in the car, and then. As the car went down the Madison, everybody was walking. I love him. I love him, Yisrael. Beautiful. It was so. beautiful. Oh. It was so beautiful. It's gewalt. It's gewalt. It was. It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and it had an impact. That's, that's what oh, Meisha is saying. That's the. That's, that's the uh, oh. it's beautiful that you were there. Wow. okay, here we go. T'on Rabban of the Rabbis learned. So should we? Lo, my Teretz Yisrael. If there's two mitzvahs in front of you. One mitzvah is to learn Torah. The other mitzvah is to get married. Yom, my First study Taira, v'achachis, e'isha. And afterwards, get married. Okay. Now, v'im y'evsher b'loy Let's say it's not possible for him to remain without a wife. For various reasons. He knows that having a wife will help him in his rochriis and help him with his growth and stay away from averis. So you, so you so stabilize him, keep him in line, yeah. Yisa isha Then first get married. In other words, you have to know yourself and then use your seichel. I'm ravidomershmo al hanalacha The alacha is first you should get married and then sit down to study terebi echin amar reichayim b'tzav raviasik That's that's not true. Once you get married, now you have an obligation to support a family. You write a ksuba and you expect a guy with a financial burden. Of raising a family to learn Taira? No. He holds, first you should learn Taira. Says the Gemara, you should know, there's no dispute over here. It depends if you live in Bavel or if you live in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Why? Because it's in, in uh, Bavel, it was very common for the young men to go learn, Rashi explains, in Bavel, it was common for the young men to go learn Taira in Eretz Yisrael. So even though they were married, they were away from home most of the times, so they didn't carry that pressure. The women were the one, they, they had a few young kids, whatever it was, and it was expected, that was the kail. The they, they were mamas away from home. So then, you should have a wife, you, you're, you're set up, but you're not bogged down by the financial pressures. Well, in Yisrael, the men were home all the time. When you're home all the time, it's your achrayis. So therefore it's, a, it's constant uh, pressure. Therefore, spend more time, uh, f- first take the time in Lima, and then and then uh, uh move on to getting married says the gemara rav chista the was <laughs> Mishabeach, he praised rav Huna. You know now he praised him he said rav Huna is an adam gadol so rav Huna, i'm sorry rav chista I mean rav told rav Huna <coughs> that Ravhamnuna is an adam gadol he told Ravuna that Ravhamana is on a- So road. So Ravuna said because you have the other when Ravhamnan comes to town send him to me I want to see how great he is. Kiyasa when he came khazyi the procedure. So Rav uh, Ravuna saw that he wasn't wearing a handkerchief on his head. Yeah maybe whether it's a yarmulke or something on the top of the yarmulke, a hat. He saw he wasn't walking around in the way that married men generally walked around, Rashi said. Omar Lay, I'm sorry, uh, um, he said to him, my time priest priestess why aren't you wearing a, a, a handkerchief on your head? Omar leh, I'm not married. So he turned away from him to show him he was upset, he was upset that he wasn't married. Omar leh, if you ever come back, make sure it's with a wife. Don't come back to me till you're married, Ravuna Lutameh. And Ravuna's reasoning for this was the Yamar ben Esrim Shana he that if somebody, uh, a young man at the age of twenty who has not yet married a wife, call of ba'avera. He's living with sin. Says the Gemara. Really? Come on, ba'avira. He's living with sin. Ela'imah call Yomav bahira You're setting yourself up for avira. You could have thought. You could have uh, uh, thoughts of avira, and therefore. You have to be open and sensible to human tendencies, and since you're going to be thinking of, by age twenty, you're thinking about women. So get rid of that avera. Yeah, get a wife in your life, and then together with your wife, she'll stabilize you, and you'll, you'll be learning Tyra. Amar Rava Rava says, and until age twenty, Kadish Baruch is wondering about a person Masa Yishe Yishe. When's he, he going to take a wife? Yeah, it literally means like his bones should swell. Which means, eh, it's, his own, it's his own, yeah, it's his own responsibility uh, on this. i says, Rav Chista. says, The reason why I ended up being greater in Tyre than my friends, my friends in Yeshiva, I know I ended up being greater than them. You know why? Dinesivna b'shitzar. Because I got married when I was sixteen, Pihavi the of Besar and Halavaya would have gotten married two years younger. Top of tomorrow's daf, Hava the Sotan, I would have been able to say to the sultan the Gera these I'm sticking uh, uh, arrows into. Uh, I'm sticking arrows into your eye. Okay, let's keep going till the Mishnah. What does it mean by arrows? you never would have gotten me to have any sort of yerhure you never would have been able to even touch me with herhure aveira He says, if I would have got married at fourteen, so I had a wife, and I listen. A person who has a proper marriage. There's opportunity for mitzvahs the whole day. It's opportunity for mitzvahs, right? So everybody's opportunity for mitzvahs, but it, to have, like you said before, like uh, the burden of it and having, you got to work on your mitzvahs, right? It's a, uh, it's, it's a real avada. It's not, it's not a, it's not a simple thing. She says, I got married at sixteen. What gamarada 14, the Satan, when it comes to Herhurum, when it comes to to thoughts of women, never would have been able to get close to me. He says that when your hand is on your son's neck, what do you mean hand's on your son's neck? When your kid is still going to listen to you. Okay? They're still going to listen to Which means you have a khiv to teach your children, put your hands around their neck, so to speak, what meant the shape when they're still going to listen? When? From age 16 until 22. Okay. It's from 18 until 24. I'm sorry. This is the age where you need to loosen up. That's what it means. This is the age you need to loosen up what age you start loosening up on the child and not overburden them with pressure? It's from uh, 16 until 22 or 18 till 24. Now listen, this this is powerful. You'd think you would say from age 16, from age 18. Machleikes, when you should start letting your kids leave out on their own, it also gives an end date. It's very interesting because there comes a time in life, they say, as soon as you realized your parents were right, you have a kid who thinks you're wrong. <laughs> it's a certain age you get to, <laughs> yeah? And it's like, you know, my parents talking to what they were doing. What age is that when you have a kid telling you you do know, you, <laughs> you know what you're doing? And that's the cycle. That's the cycle. That's the age of our there's, there's an end time because at a certain point, they come back and they want to they want Etzah, how it works. You, you uh, give to a child according to his way. a, a child. Machoikas is what the age of Nar ends. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. In verse of Shem tomorrow, we'll, uh, we'll pick up, continuing on this theme. Interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. we've learned the Zechiev to teach Torah. The question is for how long and how much. That is not clarified. Besham, tomorrow we'll get it to some clarity about that. All right? It's going to be fun. Schmuck. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Zayg is on.